私はジェイク・ファインです。We podcast and we know things へようこそ。Well, hello everybody and welcome to episode 185 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matoro. Guess who's back? Back again. That's it? I was waiting, I was waiting for like the we are no, back. That's it.、Oh. No, that, that's all I could. That's all I do for Memon. I don't. I don't want to embarrass myself any <laughs> any further than that.、Uh, we have a huge show for you here on episode 185.、Uh, let's just kind of dive into the agenda real quick, and and then we'll get started on the show because there is news upon news upon news to cover, and trailers, and reviews, and presentations, and sales figures. We got a ton. So we're going to start with our picks of the week as always. We'll go into our trivia race to 11, win by two, four for me, three for Sam. We're going to start off with gaming, where Sam's going to take over the hosting duties. We're going to talk about the inside Xbox presentation today. That is where our top three is going to lie as we record on May 7th, 2020. You're hearing this on May 8th or after.、Uh, we're going to talk about some Mortal Kombat news. The Last of Us got a new trailer.、Uh, Finally. Some, yeah, right. Some Nintendo Switch sales figures and some other cool stuff there. We have the IGN review for Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. I started it. I didn't finish it. I'm psyched on it. I'm freaking waiting for the Blu ray. It, it hurts. I'm, I'm avoiding spoilers. I, I, I,、uh, I have hit the rent button, so I will watch it before you just to say I did, even if I don't、uh, like it. No, I'm sure you'll like it. We got a Space Jam 2 logo. We got、uh, a new. A sequel to a very popular Netflix movie. Another movie dropped early on Amazon and then got pulled. I told you so.、Uh, we have Sam's, one of Sam's favorite movie、uh, franchises, getting turned into a TV series.、Um, we're talking about all that stuff. A new teaser drop for a Bill Burr animated comedy. And then, of course, the way is the hardest this, part. This, this one hurts the most. Yeah, this, it's back. It's a short. The wait is the hardest part section tonight. It's very short, but they hit hard, especially one of them.、Uh, Sam will take back over for his CGC spotlight, and we will get out of here. That's what I tell you. It's a big show. I, I took two minutes just to recap what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, I figured so. You know, I'd make sure I got my water beside me, make sure I have enough to get it through. Yeah, I have a Blackberry Lemonade Crystal Light next to me, my friend. Oh, look at you all fancy. <laughs> well, it was Cinco de Mayo yesterday or two days ago. That, I don't even that, know what day that, it is. It's, it's, it's Thursday now. Come on. Now it's out on Friday. All right, Sam, let's get into it. What is your pick of the week? All right. Okay. So I'm prefacing this by I listened to a couple episodes back where you said Ozark season one was an 11 out of 10. My pick of the week is Ozark. I did finish all 30 episodes, all three seasons. Obviously, Jason Bateman's great. Laura Lenny, they're all great. But. Two scenes that stuck out to me in the first season that I could never give it 11 out of 10 ever is when she found that password to that computer. <laughs> like when the, like the light bulb came on, like,、huh, wait, he, he grabbed a random number from the newspaper? No, that was the dumbest thing I ever seen. And when they killed,、uh, what's his name? Isa Morales' character, like the kingpin, when、uh, she killed him with the shotgun. Yeah. Like you're telling me if, if your boss isn't picking up his phone, you're going to go with one guy. And number one, when he was walking, wasn't his boss, bought, like the guy behind him, would have seen her andor heard the shotgun? I don't know. I thought it was a little too convenient, but I digress. I, I still thought it was a great season. Season two, I think, was my least favorite. Wow. I think、okay. I, I, I thought it was good, but it was probably my least. But you, I think I disagree. I really like three. I think it could be their best. Order three is their best to me. 
Hmm. Um, I, I don't know um, what what I guess then like you said you could. It, I know you said it could all sum up in like two episodes. Like I don't, I don't know. I, I just didn't agree with you there. I thought there was like, just I, a lot of filler, and it and it that season to me was a, it was a season just to get you to the next storyline, just to get you to that end scene where they're now in Mexico. Like I, that's what I felt like season well, three really was all about. The brother well, thing was I, all bullshit. I think for me it was Joseph Sicker coming in season three. He was from he played Tommy in Power. Yeah, and I he don't. Was, he was the brother, right? You're talking about the brother. He no, he, no, 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 no. He 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 was the guy that um, that was the guys from the other um, Kingpin's son. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Who got his nuts shot off? Yeah, he, he was the man in power. I just really like him. And, and Tom Pelfrey, he was Wendy's brother. He was an Iron Fist, and I just thought he's he's a really good actor. And I, I thought he was. It was pretty damn good. I just thought Ben's storyline fell flat. That you're talking about the um, Frank something or other Costello, I think the KC mob, his son Frank Costello yeah, Jr. Yeah, yep, yeah. Yes, sir. Yep. Um, see, I like mine. Actually, goes one, two, then three, and that sounds like for me that that show goes on a downward trend. But no, it just kind of flattens. Like it's still great. It's from an, it's from an eleven to a ten to a nine. Like that's how much I love this show. I just, I just love what they did with three, with all the characters, kind of just, you know, trying to do all this money laundering and, and kind of bringing, like, taking him away from his family and keeping him for a couple of days. Like, I just thought it was just, I, it, it's, it's, def, it's definitely not Breaking Bad. Like, I, like I think it, you said it too. It's like it's not there, but it's a good show, and you would recommend it, like, obviously through, you know, nine out of ten shows. Yeah, and, and I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I would say. Like it's not Breaking Bad, but it's like right there with Better Call Saul. I don't know which one I like more, and I think either one of them could win on a particular day. Yeah, and it's just like I love Jason Bateman, so it's like Same. I'm, yeah. they 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 got to get signed for season four because I, I, I want to see this story. I want to I want to see it to keep going. I think this this story has at least two more seasons in it, maybe three, but I'm thinking two. Um, wrap up, wrap yeah. up in Mexico in season four. Come back and figure it out in five, and then kind of be done with it. That's what I. Think. Yeah, honestly, I, I like I could see this like a five, six season show, like just to kind of wrap everything up because uh, you know they got they got a lot of stuff to do if they want to really get out. As long as they don't take two years to make the final season, only show six episodes, and then fuck it up. I don't know any other show that's done that recently, but maybe you know an HBO yeah. show. You know, yeah. So it's, you know, obviously check out the Ozarks on Netflix. Uh, my pick of the week is a movie from 1993, maybe four. Um, it's one of the movies that has always been on my list. Considered a great film by damn near everyone. Never saw it before. Have no idea how or why I never saw it before. But watched it even just last night. So this is a pick of the week that I just got to uh, on May 6th, 2020. Seeing it at 31 years old for the first time. And I can't believe how freaking good it is. And of course, I'm talking about the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I've probably seen that movie at least 20, 30 times at least. I probably now in the next six months will have watched it twenty or thirty times. It was yes, yeah, so I, I would say six out of ten times if you just check AMC, it's playing. Yeah, I always avoid it though. <laughs> I always avoid it because. Um, I know that it's not a movie that is that should be played on television. Like I know that's an uncensored, commercial-free experience because it's yeah. it holds you the whole time. And yeah, it's it, it's it's great actors. Obviously, Morgan Freeman, Tim Robbins, it, 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 Morgan Tim Robbins, Freeman. It was, it, it was yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, there's a lot of really good actors that came from that. Even uh, the guy who marries Tony Soprano's sister in The Sopranos season two or three. I can't remember. He's in it as a cell uh, as a prisoner. 
Um, I really like the one prison guard who beats the shit out of everyone. Like I like actually liked his arc. My only problem with the movie was, was he really working there for 20 fucking years? Like I get it, but man, they really, they really had no regard for time passing in this. It was like, you know, not to spoil a 30 year old movie, but it was crazy to think when he went into solitary for a month for calling the warden obtuse, yeah. It's crazy to think when they go to find him, he just goes, yeah, put another month on him. And they close the door and the next, very next scene, he's sitting out on the grass with Morgan Freeman. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> there goes a month. <laughs> there goes a month. And they did it like repeatedly. 19, they tried to, th- to show the passage of time with the posters and with, um, what the hell is that sound? Is that coming from me? Yeah, I thought I heard something. Oh my god! One of my cats turned on Helena's toy. Oh, there you go. So I was like, I thought I heard something. I was gonna let it go, but <laughs> no, I can't let that go. Um, so anyway, sorry, listeners, because we record as live. I'm not cutting this. Um, with, I'm doing live. I'm doing it live. When they they try to show the passage of time through that and through when Morgan Freeman tries to you know appeals for for release and they keep denying it. Because it yeah. happens every 10 years. So they kind of show passive time through that. But like nobody ages a fucking day. And it takes – it's a 20-year story. <laughs> they, they had good good lotion. Tim Robbins' hair got cut once. And I'm like, damn, dude. He had the same sweet little he, he comb had a over. He had a disease. Yeah. Dude, it was it – was, but regardless of those little nitpicks, it was such a gripping story. It has a <laughs> yeah. very, very satisfying ending. For 1993, yeah. the twist was incredible. Yeah, um, I think if that it, movie, it, it was it was worth the two and a half hour watch. Yeah, I think like if that movie's made nowadays, the twist is predictable. You see it coming, but for 1993, it, it definitely I can see how it had a major impact on audiences and how it took me so long to watch it. I I just don't know. Yeah, why. I'll, I'll never understand. I don't know why, and and I'm so glad I did. The Shawshank Redemption is absolutely a 10 out of 10. It's it's a movie I can't wait to watch again. I cannot wait to watch it. All right. that, that's what I like to hear, my friend. Sam, let's get into trivia. It is four for me, three for you, and a race to 11. Win by two. All right, so let's see what you do here. What is the tagline for the 2016 TV series Ozark starring Jason Bateman and Lauren Linney? What, season one? No, it's just what's the tagline for the show? The phrase indicates the desperate situation the Ozarks the Ozark tourist attraction is. Yeah, but like, just like the little... Okay, I, okay, I would say yes, yeah, season one, because it's 16 is when the first season came out. So I would say 2016. Oh, God. Um, the tagline. Yeah. Uh... Just because I thought, you know, it was kind of recent. I know you just watched the third season. When you see on like on Netflix, you might it might even be there. I'm not even sure. Well, I know that the but. third seasons is they're all in because I just watched it. But they're yeah, not. so it, yeah, it's it's the first season. Yeah, because the shit, man. I gotta hear it. Okay, so you got A, last resort. B, up a creek. C, one more chance. D, gone wrong. Can you give me one more time? A, last resort. B, up a creek. C, one more chance. D, gone wrong. So I don't think it's one more chance because that sounds like season two um, or even four. Uh, 
I think because they moved to the Ozarks as a last resort, I'm going to say their last resort. Correct, my friend. Yippity skippity. So it's four and a half for me. I, I figure it was either that or Upper Creek. That would have probably been the the other one, but I don't think that Ozark would have done that. That sounds like <laughs> like Shit's Creek. But you know, I was like, maybe it's like, I wonder if they'll go the Papa Road Trail. You know. What I mean? <laughs> All right. So, all right so, I tried. So you got to listen to this question, okay? Okay. You got to listen. <clears throat> Initial D. And one of the eight Pokemon generations take place in the same exact region. That region is also a real setting in Japan. Name the region. I'm 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 thinking I'm trying to think of the regions here. That's why I gave it to you from a Pokemon perspective, so you can yeah. at least you you know that you don't you only have eight choices here. There's only yeah. eight Pokemon generations. I I have eight, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna slim it to four. I do have a number in mind. Okay, are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Does initial D take place in the Kanto region, the Johto region, the Sinnoh region, or the Galar region? Kanto. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. As soon as, soon as you said it, it just sounded right, and I, I, that was it. Kanto so is I, a I, real place. So, like Pokemon Gen One and Initial D, not only do they take place technically in the same area, which I think is the same universe crossover. Hello. Uh, <laughs> but, that would be that would be awesome. But Kanto is a real a real region in Japan. It's like a little bit of Tokyo and Gunma and a bunch of other places kind of rolled into one which I always found fascinating. I don't know if Johto is. I don't think Sinnoh is, and I know Galar is not. So um, there's there's a little, just a little bit for you there. No, that, that's good. I like that. So I'll take over in gaming, and we're going to start it big. Well, depends what you think. The Inside the Xbox Presentation Breakdown. Yeah, this was... Um, <sighs> <laughs> Xbox has tried very, very hard to do the... Uh, to do the, the Nintendo Direct style presentation, but they've just fallen so flat on their ass because um, they they waste time with these stupid interviews that no one cares about. And they talk about shit that no one cares about, just like the Nintendo Directs. And even now, the state of plays, they just get it right because they just show you games. They just show you the yeah. shit you want to the, see. The, no, the, there's no talking in between at all. Yeah. They, they, they give you an intro and say, here you go. Goodbye. Yeah. And, and so, like, maybe they come back on and say, like, How, do you like it so far? And that's about it. So um, I I am happy that Xbox nailed that. Like, Xbox, they, they kept all the bullshit until the very end. So yeah. I, I yeah. like that. It, 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 came, it came heavy. Then you got the last... You know, the, the, the last big piece they had. Yeah, so um, they they did a bunch of interviews and stuff after they showed the games, but did it a half hour of just game, game, games, games, games. Now, what those games were is a different story. I thought that it kind of missed the landing uh, a little bit. They showed off 13 new games coming to Xbox Series X, all third party. So no first party exclusives. There was one exclusive hidden in there which is actually uh, going to be on my top three as we discuss our top three favorite things from this presentation. But uh, 13 new games. I, th- I think I know the game you're talking about, and I left it off. Um, I, I, you know, but from an overall perspective, especially the Valhalla stuff, which was just a huge 
disappointment. That was not gameplay. That was like, that was weird. So they kept touting it as like, you're going to see gameplay. I'm like, no, we just got to see the game in engine. That's all we saw. Uh, yeah. But I thought it was just kind of a, a mediocre presentation. What did you think? I mean, like, I, I would say I saw someone on Twitter, like, he, I thought he nailed it. He's like, I'm just whelmed. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not over. I'm not under. I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm, that's, that's about right. Yep. I'm happy that Xbox got it right from a presentation standpoint. Like, they didn't fuck around. I'm really happy yeah. for that. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy that we finally got to see what Xbox Series X is capable of, kind of. Um, I mean, just like on an iPad or computer screen, it just doesn't do it justice. So, you know, that's another thing. But like <sighs> the games you chose to show were just yeah, like, kind of meh. When, when I was when I was watching, I was like, man, these are not Greg's games. <laughs> now, now, granted, there were four of them. I actually had to choose from four different games to make my top three. I actually left something off that that did excite I, me, but none of I these. Think, I think we're gonna have one or two. Yeah, but there, there there was a couple. There was a couple cool, neat ones that I really did kind of like, but. You know yeah. what I mean? Like obviously I can't get it because I'm gonna get a PlayStation and Xbox, but still. Well, no, these are third party games. You're you're just fine. Oh. Third party non-exclusive games. Only one of these games was exclusive. So what Xbox has kind of said they're gonna be doing is it's called Xbox 2020. Every single month for the rest of the year, up until launch, maybe even a month after launch, they're gonna do some sort of presentation, which I really appreciate. That's cool to know that we're gonna be getting Xbox news at least once a month. Yeah. In June, they're going to be partnering with IGN for the Summer of Games. In July, they're probably going to move – like their E3 press conference was probably a little bit of today and then what they're going to show um, in July. And they're going to move that to July, which I'm really excited about because that's going to be dedicated to first-party games. So Xbox exclusives – well, at least – Because you're going to get the Halo. At yeah. least console exclusives. You're going to get – yeah, you're going to get the Halos, you know, the updated trailer. You're going to get all the stuff that like – Ninja Theory and Obsidian and all the other first party studios are working on. So that's going to be the big presentation to look forward to. So hopefully that does meet expectation. This was at least a, for me, this was more of like a test to see if they could do it right. And, yeah. be, and because there's a pandemic going on, you have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people watching this because they ain't got shit else to do. So like, no, I would have loved it if they would have just snuck a little Halo trailer at the end just to get people hype. They tried. That's what I was. I was waiting on it the whole time. Well, they said they weren't. That's why I texted you and said temper, like because they yeah. just they said they weren't going to do it. They tried to do that with Valhalla, but they just didn't show anything. It was just a couple of like it's just a it, it, it was a couple different shots that was a little bit different than the trailer and that but it looked like another trailer but they swore it was gameplay i'm like no yeah. that's just an in-engine trailer that's the only difference so you know we're gonna go through the games we do have our top three games and like you said a lot of these games were like nah not for me i i think this presentation really nailed home that i just i just really prefer the the smaller game. Like I don't like the hundred hour, this, that, or the other. And I think my top three is going to reflect that there's a certain style yeah. of game I like, but um, let's go through the announcements. And then if it made your list, uh, just stop and say what number it is gotcha. on, your, on gotcha. your list. They started off with the very first ever Xbox series X gameplay was this first person shooter uh, slash driver you know, where you're driving around and then you were freaking wall riding and then you're 
you know, get a laser. Like you're you're like web slinging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great call out. And like they have every, you're basically freaking the bionic commando. And it's this game called bright memory infinite. And what's really interesting about this game is it's made by one man in China. Yeah, like that that right there kind of only it 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 makes me want to play it like just because it's it was one guy like and, and it, it it looked like something that I've never seen before and I was it, it didn't make my list. I think it probably felt like four or five for me, but I thought it looked cool. See, now I disagree. I thought it looked like Titanfall. You your wall riding, you're you're web slinging slash grappling, you're shooting first person. The only thing was it added some cars. Yeah, you had the cool driving, you know, like like that was cool at least. But I, I, I don't know, man. Like I, it's not on my list, but I thought it, it was something different. Yeah, and listen, to be honest with you, Xbox they need some solid shooters. Um, like, yeah. But but again, this is a multi platform game, so you know you're you're most likely going to be able to play this on PlayStation Five and and PC, of course. But. Um, it was just weird to me that of all the games you could have started with, this was the first Xbox Series X footage ever. Just a one-man Chinese game. And it's like, didn't think that was going to happen, Xbox. Way to subvert our expectations. Uh, they then went from that to Call of the Sea, uh, which is a... a uh, how do I explain it? It's not like a walking simulator. It's more of like a first person adventure. It's, adventure, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's set back in like the twenties, thirties, forties, somewhere around there. And uh, it's it's Nora. She's looking for I think Harry or Henry. It's her missing husband, and she goes to this island that looks gorgeous. And it just kind of reminds me of like there's nefarious things going on. There's more to it than this. You uh, see a shot where someone's swimming with webbed hands. It's like there. Something's going on there. So yeah, there. Yeah, definitely. So this was my number one. Oh wow! I and there was only one shot of this entire trailer that I didn't like. It's when they got out of the first person mode and they went to this third person. It looked a little bit like Journey, and it, it didn't really do much for me there. But if this is like a first person adventure experience where I don't have to go to third. And I just get to explore this beautiful island and go underwater and, I don't know, maybe get some webbed feet. That'd be cool. And just, like, figure it out. I'm interested a lot in that. And I also don't feel like this is some 30-hour, $60 experience. I feel like this is a $25, you know, six-hour thing. And and that's just my style. So I'm in on that. Oh, no, that's cool. I'm glad you liked it. Uh, They then went with Chorus, or as I'm calling it, Corvus. Because yeah, I can't. dude, I literally spelled it C O R dash V I S. Yeah, it was V. It was even though it was V S, but that's my number three. No, it's 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 a U. It's chorus. Um, but it's Corvus because the the cool thing in 2020 is to make your U's V's now. Uh, I, oh, that's I, what it is. I, I don't know. Uh, that, it, it, uh, it 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 was my number three. Like I just like flying games. Like that reminded me. You ever see that movie Stealth with jo- Josh Lucas and Jessica Biel? Yeah. Of like the, the, the artificial intelligence. Like that's what it reminded me of. And I thought it was cool. I thought it was a neat idea. And you now I thought it was my number three. It was. It's kind of got like that haunting, chilling vibe to it. She's got some fucked up shit with her eyes that makes her look like the mummy, uh, the Warner Brothers mummy. But uh, it's a space combat shooter. You're playing as this character named Nara. She's piloting a sentient starfighter, the Forsaken, on a journey to destroy the cult that created her. That's a pretty cool storyline. I like that. Revenge on a cult in space. Like that is. Yeah. I mean, like, like it looked like it looked like they showed gameplay. Like what I saw, I really liked. I was like, this has to be on my list. 
Yeah, that, that looked really cool. I think the first game, these actually aren't in order because the first game they showed after the Beyond whatever memory game was actually Dirt 5. They showed a racing game first. So these are not in order, but they yeah. showed Dirt 5. Um, I thought it was like a, just a Forza or like a Forza Street. And I was like, Xbox doesn't need another racing franchise because you have Forza kind of dominating. Yeah. But then they went from cars to like um, off-roads. And it was like, okay, I get it. Um, and tr- truth be told, Troy Baker and Nolan North are both going to be vocal talents in the game. Yeah, and I think that was kind of the main the main push there when, when they added both of them in there with a little like, you know, five, 10 second clip, just kind of to hype that game up a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, dirt five, I, I'm not gonna lie. I missed out on the first four. So uh, yeah. I didn't even know there were four. I honestly thought there was only one. So <laughs> yeah, I was like, Oh, there we go. Let's see what this is about. <laughs> that's, that's how naive I am to the dirt franchise. Uh, then they, well, not then I, again, these aren't in order, um, but I have here next as Madden 21. This was kind of a joke. It was Pat Mahomes sitting down talking and they literally showed three seconds of in-game footage. And that was him trying to uh, run for a touchdown himself. It's like, well, he looks cool and all, but where's the gameplay? It was just really weird. Yeah, you got nothing. They also tried to say it was going to have smart delivery. Um, Just whoever doesn't know with Xbox Series X, smart delivery is basically like PlayStation crossplay. If you buy it for Xbox One, you will get the Xbox Series X version for free and vice okay, versa. Okay, cool, cool. And, and cool. vice versa. You can play it on all those different consoles kind of as you will. And your files will go back and forth between them. Oh, so, that's cool. I like that. So at least, you know, but but this was weird. They said that it was smart delivery. But what I heard afterwards was it was actually only smart delivery for a limited amount of time. If you buy it before the end of 2020 and get the Series X before March 2021 – then it's free. After that, you'd have to buy both versions. I can't confirm uh, that. I can't confirm that, but that's what I heard. Okay, heard. Gotcha, I'm, gotcha. I'm hoping this game was not on your list. No, it's it's, a, it's just I'm, another I'm Madden. Not, I doubt I'm ever going to buy a Madden game ever again. I took Madden 20 off. Um, I did buy 19. I didn't Ooh. love, love, love it. But um, yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. 2021, 20, I'm kind of... If, if sports are still not here come August when this game launches, I might be in because I'm wow. I'm just clamoring for sports. You're, you're desperate. You're desperate. Gotcha. But, but I, I think I think at least baseball may be back by then. So I think I'll be all right. Gotcha. Uh, next was a game that was very, very tough for me to keep off of my list. But I did that. As soon as I saw the Bandai Namco logo, I said, all right, we're going to get something at least tolerable. At least fun. And and then I got a very heavy Bayonetta, Devil May Cry, Astral Chain vibe from Scarlet Nexus as it had the longest or one of the longest trailers today at two minutes and 15 seconds. It's an anime infused action game. You're playing as a psychokinetic guy who these beings came to wherever you are. I'm assuming Earth and uh, and they can't be hurt. They can't be killed until now because you have psychokinetic powers and and that was really cool to me that you use telekinesis as opposed to guns and that was a cool concept yeah i I thought it looked beautiful i thought it was an interesting great idea just didn't make my list yeah and i guess that's a good thing if we are if we have high praise to say and it still didn't make the list i maybe the the games weren't as meh as we thought but i'm still kind of just underwhelmed at the i guess when you look at it as a whole 
this presentation. Yeah, see, I'm I'm perfectly whelmed, and you're a little under. Yeah, I, I think that's where we're at. Then there was Scorn. Scorn actually had a very similar uh, length and trailer. This one was kind of boring at first. They just just like things weren't happening. It was like oh, I, I didn't I didn't care for Scorn at all. Yeah, this this like like hard like if I didn't see anyone as a hard pass like Scorn hard pass. So the weird thing about Scorn, I think Scorn is is what I'm thinking of. This game was actually announced in 2014. I'm I'm <laughs> wow. pretty sure, and then just kind of went into hiding until today. So this actually isn't like a go back in the hiding world premiere, but it's a first person horror adventure game. Um, apparently, I think it was like the creators of Silent Hill, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, the um, composer for Silent Hill. Okay, okay. Uh, and H.R. Geiger, um, kind of aesthetic there. Um, it's it's nonlinear, like I said. It's just it just didn't do it for me. If I if I want horror, I actually like horror games that are a little bit more contained and a little bit more like yeah. like what's the word I'm looking for when you can't breathe? Um, Scary? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like. Uh, Intense thriller. You, no, when you feel like you're in a small room and you're claustrophobic. Thank you. That's I kind of like that with my horror games, where I I'm in a hallway as opposed to a big open room. Big open room, I can run around. Hallway, I'm stuck. Yeah, so you can't breathe. I, gotcha. That's that's what I kind of like in my horror is that mansion house creepy factor. I didn't get that with Scorn. Scorn didn't do anything for me. Uh, the next game I have on the list here is called Second Extinction. It's a new game from Avalanche's self-publishing unit's uh, system, uh, Systemic Reaction. It's a co-op first-person shooter. You get to take on mass hordes of mutant dinosaurs that have taken over Earth. I got a very Toraki vibe. I got a very Left 4 Dead vibe. Uh, what'd you think? My number one. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's on Dude, my I list as well. Would, I just wouldn't be on the list just gunning down dinosaurs you know you'll play with a few, a few friends like i think that could be fun as shit like i just thought it'd look cool would want to shoot some dinosaurs yeah this is uh this is my number two as a matter of fact and oh nice nice yeah. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it i got like a left for dead meets torok vibe like i no, said no 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 I, I think i think you nailed it like and, that, that, and i think that that's a solid comparison and, and i'm i'm in for that like this is i think even though call of the sea is my number one because that game just it just intrigued me more from a story standpoint i could see myself buying this much more than I could see myself buying any other game on this entire presentation. Yeah, today. No, I, I can, I can hundred percent agree with that. The hard part is I have no friends, but you know, so maybe we, we just got to get a couple people to get it for PlayStation. We can play. I'll just tackle it. I'll just tackle it solo. Ah, you got it. Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll jump on. Oh, one, one second. My PS, one, one second. My PS5. Sweet deal. Um, yeah, I, I love the thought of this. Now the trailer was only a minute long. It's because yeah, it this, short. The game just kind of there's not much more to it I'd, I'd imagine or there may yeah, be don't, don't show more. me the T-Rex yeah wait for that oh they they teased that at the very end that was pretty cool yeah I saw next here on the list is called The Ascent uh, it's like cyberpunk Borderlands Bioshocks uh, Diablo yeah. all kind of mixed into one Contra um, like the isometric third person shootery tactically kind of game where like with this steampunky, cyberpunky kind of aesthetic to it, I was all about this shit. Yeah, I, I thought it looked good. I thought it, again, it was another beautiful looking game. It just, you know, just happened to make the list. But I was, I was definitely intrigued with it. Yeah, this is actually my number three. So we have, oh, cool. I have exhausted all three of the games on my list. Um, I'm hanging by a thread. It's, it's alone. My, 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 my two is no, no surprise. Yeah, and and that was a huge miss for me. That would have been my number one on. I'm, what I'm assuming is your number two is 
would have made my number one for most disappointing. But this game is playable alone. You can play it in co-op. It's an action RPG, futuristic dystopia, all that good stuff. And the two caveats are, number one, this is actually an Xbox exclusive. So uh, you will not be able to play this anywhere else but Windows 10 and Xbox Series X. Um, And also, it's IGN's first, which means that throughout the month of May, they're going to actually have a lot more exclusive footage on this game, including today, the day you're listening to this podcast, there's new footage out right now. So if you watched the presentation and the ascent intrigued you, go back to IGN. There's even more on this game right now. Go check it out. Uh, there was next The Medium, which was another horror game. Uh, Bloober Team. This is actually the game that has the composer from um, Silent Hill. I oh, knew okay, it was, okay. it was okay. one of the horror games. But yeah, Akira Yom- uh, Yamoka, Yamaoka, I think, is uh, from Silent Hill. He'll be doing a lot of the, um, the music. This is from a Polish studio, Bloober Team. It's a psychological horror game. That's what we're at. I mean, I'm kind yeah, of over the- it. Yeah, and let me. Hey, it looked interesting. Obviously, at least for me, and I'm pretty sure you. Just, just not our cup of tea. Uh, this game did not make my list. It actually was my original number three because they showed it pretty early on, and I, oh, wow. I took it. All, no, no, not not the medium. The next game. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, and I, <laughs> I took it off pretty quickly because I just I lost interest very very quickly. But uh, Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines no. Two. Is a sequel my, to the Go ahead. Oh, my, my least favorite. Least. This is the sequel to the cult classic RPG. Takes it to the underworld of Seattle, um, where you can, you know, join vampire clans. Like that to me is a cool premise. But I swear to God that that was Jesse Eisenberg in the goddamn beginning dancing. It was Jesse yeah, Eisenberg dude, with hair. It might have been, dude. I was immediately out as soon as I saw it. I was like out, out, like <laughs> hands down, least favorite one they had. Uh, I think the medium was probably my least favorite outside of, of what I think your number two is um, just based on the hype. But this game looked really cool too. This was my number three until I made the ascent. My number three, about an hour and a half ago, uh, Yakuza like a dragon. I thought this game looked awesome. Uh, this was tough for me. I I left it off the list, but I really did think this game looked awesome. It looked, it, it was, it was gorgeous. Yeah, dude. And so it's like Yakuza is is you could like make the easy comparison to like a, a Japanese style Grand Theft Auto, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But this one was different. It was totally different. Um, it, it It's now a turn based RPG, which was crazy. Um, it's going to be a launch title for the Series X, which is awesome. And he there was this dude who got shot in the chest but survives. And now he goes on some wacky, crazy antics with a fucking bat and all this. Cra- like it looked so wacky that I loved Yo, he, it. Did, didn't he have a cool uh, dragon tattoo? He did have a cool dragon tattoo. <laughs> and he looks like Justin Pierre from Motion City Soundtrack. I just want to throw <laughs> that out there. <laughs> that, that nailed it. Uh, but I'll tell you, man, this was the first time in any Yakuza game that I was like, you know what? I could see myself loving this game. Yeah, dude, it, it, it's it, it has to be my number four. Yeah, that, 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 it, it just looked fun. Yeah, it's definitely up there. And then the last game, which is uh, by process of elimination, your number two, unfortunately, is uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah, I mean, dude, I, I again, like you, I was hyped to see some gameplay because that's all I heard. Yeah, some gameplay. We didn't get any game, but it's probably why it's not my one because I'm just disappointed because I, I wanted that. But I was still hyped from the original trailer. 
I thought looked awesome. Obviously, I've never really played Assassin's Creed like that, but yeah. I thought this game, I thought this game looked looked looked, looked awesome. And uh, Vikings are rad. So yeah, yeah, we, we know where you stand with Vikings. Yeah. And and apparently every 15 minutes, this toy is going to go off. So I just, I apologize to everybody. I don't want to get copyright and strike because that's, I think that's some copyrighted music. It's going off uh, this kid's toy. Scares the shit right. out of we, me. We, we, only hear, we only hear a little bit. It'll be all right. Yeah, that, that was it. That's the in, inside Xbox presentation. It was, uh, it was just so meh. Yeah. We're we're overwhelmed over here. Looking, a little un- looking forward to July where they break out the big guns of the first party stuff. Yeah, hopefully we'll get finally get more Halo. Jeff Keighley Summer Game Fest announced. So Jeff Keighley pulled out of E3. He's kind of been the curator for E3 for a couple of years. He does a big giant event during it. And he pulled out a little bit before E3 was canceled. I think he saw the writing on the wall. Plus, I am 8-Bit, who was supposed to be the creative director team behind E3 this year. They actually bounced first. He has now teamed up with them. He's going to be doing a four-month virtual gaming festival with a ton of developers, a ton of publishers, showing off a whole bunch of new games all throughout the summer. You tack that on to IGN's uh, summer, excuse me, <clears throat> summer of gaming, and we're going to be very, very much associated with games throughout the summer. I'm psyched on that. Oh, what a great move on Jeff's part. You know, a little four-month web series. Like, hey, we're all inside. You know, start this thing as soon as possible. Well, I, I think that he sees the writing on the wall, too, because yeah. he runs yeah. the Game Awards. And the Game Awards are in December. And I just don't know if they're going to happen. If they do, it'll probably be virtually. So maybe this is his way of He's trying to get ahead of it. Still getting ahead of that, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Good good man. Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath has been announced. We uh, put on a teaser on our Facebook that that Mortal Kombat uh, was definitely hyping up for a new announcement. And they they announced something uh, on Wednesday at nine o'clock, one hour before the Last of Us trailer. I didn't get to watch either one of them till like eleven thirty, so maybe even later. So I was really late to the game. But um, by the teaser, you could tell that they were going to do some some sort of story expansion, and it's exactly what we're getting. Mortal Kombat Aftermath, like you said, it's it was announced on what the seventh or sixth of May. Yeah. And it's going to release just 20 days later on May 26th. Yeah, I I did not expect it that fast. It's really neat that they're doing that. Um, The problem is it's a $40 expansion. Like, that's nuts. At at first you said it was free. I was like, ah, nice on them. Then you're like, ah, wait a minute. I I felt that it was 40. Yeah, they're doing a simultaneous free update to Mortal Kombat 11 that's going to add some skins and some stages and some stage fatalities and friendships, which is awesome. Uh, friendships will be coming back. And so that's free. I had the misunderstanding that the whole thing was free. It is not that I was immediately after I saw that on mortal Kombat 11's page on the switch to buy it. And I was like, wait a second. It's not free. You silly geese. Uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not dropping all that loot. So it's crazy because it's 40 bucks. If you already spent 60 on the game, that's a hundred dollars. Then you're, you're pot committed. Then if you bought the fighters pass, that's thirty dollars. So now you're at one hundred and thirty dollars. You drop on Mortal Kombat Eleven. This is why Warner Brothers sucks. But yeah, they, they, they soak every dollar from you. They're the team behind the Batman games, so like you kind of got to take the good with the bad. Um, 
and then here, here, here. take our money here, but just make that next Batman game. Right, and and they publish the Injustice games too. NetherRealm is the developer of Mortal Kombat. They also develop Injustice. It's the same team. Uh, So Injustice 3 will be coming soon. Um, But Warner Brothers, they love their DLC. They love their money, which you can't blame them. There will be people that have done that. But every single fighter that they've released, so Terminator, Spawn, The Joker, uh, now RoboCop has been announced with Aftermath. You're getting Shiva. You're getting Fujin. You're getting RoboCop. All of these fighters on their own are $6 a piece. Wow! So when, when, when we saw RoboCop, when he was like freeze dirtbag, I I cracked up. I was like, wow! Well, what a nice touch to end it. Well, it's the original voice actor. Yeah, no, it, it was great. So he, the original voice actor is back for this game. He's doing the voice of RoboCop, so that's cool. Um, but all these characters are six dollars a piece. Or again, you could buy the fighters pack for thirty, but still, you're you're really spending a shit ton on this game. But yeah. that, but th- what they're doing is they're doing a uh, basically like a, an ultimate edition where you get the game, everything's included, the yeah. aftermath and the, all the fighters for 60 bucks. Wow. So, so that's really, really great. Like that's yeah. a great value. What sucks is the people that already bought it. If you haven't yeah, bought Mortal Kombat pissed. 11, like <laughs> me, I haven't bought it yet. Now I'm gonna, and I'm going to get yeah. all this shit for the same price you paid a year ago. But now you have to pay an additional well, $70 after you count the fighter pack. So I'm psyched on the fact that there's great value there for me now and for new players. But returning players and, and current players of Mortal Kombat 11, that value kind of sucks. Yeah, your, your patience paid off. The Last of Us 2 finally got a new trailer. I'm going to let you take this one because uh, you're, you're a Last of Us fan now. Yeah, no, I, again, I, I think this game, it, it looks beautiful. Obviously, I'm, I'm excited to play it. Um, I'm, I'm excited to cry probably towards it for it because it's, it, it's, it's, it's an emotional story, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've seen, it looks like it's mostly an Ellie playthrough. I, I just hope they kind of even it out, like, or at least do like a 50 50 split with Joel because I, I definitely want to see what Joel's up to. No chance. You got no chance of a 50 50. I'm thinking like 90-10. Like maybe the first mission is Joel or maybe the last mission is Joel. But like I I just I just don't see how this I mean, this is Ellie's story. The 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 debut trailer was her with the guitar. Uh, the next one was her kissing her girlfriend and the and dancing in that ballroom. Like everything has been pointed so hard towards Ellie that if they would subvert your expectations, say, ha, gotcha, bitch. This is actually gonna play as Joel again. I just don't see that going over so well because you have an empowering female character who just quite frankly kicks ass. Um, and I think that they're going to make this a very heavy Ellie story. So you're looking probably 90, 10, maybe 80, 20, maybe. I, I just hope we get a little bit more. I mean, I'm excited to play. You know, I'm just excited to get in that world again and, and, and be that tense again. And kind of, you know, you play that game, you kind of hold your breath, you're sneaking by an enemy darkness trying not to get seen like i don't know love them games what what i think this what i think there is an advantage here is that it's a hundred it's a hundred gigs so you know you're getting beef like you're getting it's gonna be i mean a lot of this a lot of the that size is due to the cinematics i'm sure but 
you're getting a beef. So they have a lot of story to tell. You're going to be playing this game for a long fucking time. So regardless, do, do you think do you think it's going to be like another Final Fantasy for me? Another 41 hour gameplay? This will probably take you 30, I imagine. Um, that's where I think I'm going to cap it is at 30. And I think the, the game is so big strictly because of the cutscenes. And I think if you take more than 30, it's because the cutscenes are really long and they're trying to tell this movie basically. Um, I, you know, the, the, the game's getting a show. We know that the movie's scrapped. So there's a lot of material to work with. I don't think, you know, I don't think Joel makes it out of this one. So I don't think the franchise actually goes further. I think it's going to stop with two, which I think is fine. Um, I don't think we need a last of us three, but I haven't played two yet. So I, I don't know if that's, if that's how I'm going to feel at the end of the, when the credits roll. Um, yeah, I, I can see you singing a different tune. I'm, I'm know. perfectly happy to play as Ellie the entire time. I got to play a lot as Joel in the first one. So I, I kind of got my fill of Joel. I, even if it was like this, well, yeah, like if it, I, I could see it being the other way around, like, you know, this time around, Ellie gets that role, and then you know, Joel gets the last twenty percent. I think. I think if you play as Joel, it's the, in the first part of the game because maybe they have to p- kind of pick up where the first one left off, or or reintroduce the the mechanics to new or to to returning players. So they do that as Joel because you're familiar with it. I don't yeah. know, but I don't know. I think Joel um, because I don't. I because I don't think he's going to live. I think that there's no way you end the game playing as him. That's just, that's how I'm going to call that one. I don't know, but we'll, we'll see. It was a beautiful trailer. They do a great job of the, of like the overrun trees, foliage. Like it, you, it makes it feel like nobody's been in there for like 20 years. Oh yeah. Like this is, I'll definitely be pre-ordering this game soon. I know it's still up on Amazon and stuff like that. So I'll, I'll definitely be picking this game up. We are a month and two weeks away. Yeah, so I'll probably do that within the next week just to make guarantee that I got a copy coming. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order got some free DLC that is available right now. Nothing major, no new story, no new nothing, but free is awesome, especially yeah, from especially from EA. Um, yeah, EA doesn't do free, so <laughs> they don't want to give you shit. Nice to see that. Um, yeah, I think it's cosmetics and and stuff like that. Um, but that's that's awesome that you get to kind of revisit Fallen Order for the first time in a while. And EA actually came out and said that uh, even more Fallen Order is is coming. This game is actually the first in a franchise. So um, they and that's big. I mean, I, I think you kind of saw the writing there that there was going to be more. That the sales were great, so it only made sense they're going to make another. Yeah, sales were phenomenal. That dropped the same yeah. day as Pokemon um, Sword and Shield, and, and, and it did great. It did a great job. I think eleven or 12 million sold. So um, really, really good. Uh, maybe even more than that, but excited to see that this is just a, the start of a bigger franchise because anytime we can get star Wars stuff, that isn't the main series Skywalker thing. I'm kind of in. Yeah, that's awesome. Vader immortal is now coming to PlayStation VR as a complete package this summer. Yeah. PSVR uh, Vader immortal came out uh, years and years ago on like, oculus and and other vr platforms it's not coming to ps4 or psvr as that complete package it's all the episodes everything you get to play as vader in vr what more could you want from a star wars vr experience no that's it that's all you want is right there give me the vader experience that's all i want 
EA will be hosting a digital version of EA Play on June 11th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I, I like that. Um, EA does their pre-E3 conference every year. They've already made the, the shift to digital, and they're still going to be doing it when E3 would normally be, so it kind of keeps that rhythm. I really yeah. appreciate that. EA sucks, but... I love them for right now. I'll take any news I can yeah, get. Exactly. They're they're going to be releasing 14 games this fiscal year, so from March to March. Um, so 14 more EA games coming by March 21, including many, many more on Switch. This is a company that when the Switch rolled out in January of 2017 and announced the Switch, they actually brought EA on stage saying, we're bringing FIFA, we're bringing all this awesome EA stuff, and then nothing. The first version of FIFA came out. I think 17 or 18 came out. It sucked because it was inferior to the the PS4 and Xbox One uh, yep. versions. And EA kind of went away uh, from the Switch. And they really haven't been supporting it very much. Um, so exciting to see that EA is getting back on the bandwagon because the Switch is selling like hotcakes. Why not capitalize on all uh, that? Of course. On all that goodness. Uh, of course. They want money. See... CD Projekt Red is doing a special presentation for Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, they're calling it Night City Wire, and that'll be on 6-11. So June 11th, we're going to get a blowout of of basically Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, we're going to get like a Cyberpunk Direct. That's how I'm thinking of yeah, it. Yeah, and, and, and I'm actually interested. I, w- I want to see more of this world. I did see that 40-minute you know, gameplay, but I definitely want to dive in again and, and, and to see what they've been up to. Yeah. And you know what? Every time we talk about like what our game is of the year could be and all this stuff, we forget about cyberpunk. That, yeah, this it, game, it, it, Cause it was supposed to be out by now and it was supposed to come out in April. So then it got pushed to September and now you're like, shit, I kind of just forgot about it. There is, that's a legitimate contender at the end of the year for, for game of the year there. Well, now I wonder if it's still going to even hit that release date. Maybe it got affected by this and they might have to push it. Um, they said that the game was pretty much done and they were just working on bugs. That's why they delayed it was for polish. So I would assume it's still going to hit its date. I don't know. But I think if they change that date, it will be announced during this night City Wire. I also don't know if they would do a giant blowout like this if they were going to delay it for a third time. I don't know. True. And that, that's a good point. The fucking game's been in development for like seven years. Like, I don't think that I think they're ready. Um, and I think that this is they might announce that it'll be a launch title for the PS5 and and, P, and Xbox Series X. And it'll get the PS4 and Xbox One versions, you know, uh, smart, smart play or whatever the fuck Xbox is calling it. I think that they have legs there. Um, so I'm really, really excited for this presentation because Cyberpunk is like the giant triple a game that I've been wanting for years and keep forgetting about for some reason. So excited for this. I don't know how long it's going to be, um, but you know, we'll have it covered when it does drop in just a month. Oh, we'll, we'll definitely be watching that. Super psyched on it. Streets of rage four has hidden levels. I didn't talk about this in my, in my impressions last week of the game because I didn't know about them. Uh, I, I knew about the unlockable characters, but I had no idea you could unlock stages. Kinda. Um, so throughout your playthrough, I've by the way, I've beaten the game four times. Um, <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to beat it with all 12 characters. Um, I'm sorry, all what 16 characters. So yeah, 16. I'm, I'm one third of the way through. Um, I 
I fucking, first of all, fucking love this game. I love this. I wouldn't have beaten it four times in a week if I didn't love this game. Um, I beat it for the first, as soon as we were done the pod the last week, I just finished it before I even edited the show. Yeah, you only had a couple of, uh, a couple levels left. It took me less than an hour, and I was just like, fuck it. The, the podcast can wait, damn it, and it still launched on time. Yeah, um, I, 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 I love it. But anyway, so as I was playing through, I noticed in the background these arcade cabinets, which I thought was just a callback to Streets of Rage 2 because they had them hidden in there too, and they were Bare Knuckle, which is the game's title in Japan. So I was like, hell yeah, they brought back the arcade cabinets. And I know that... With them being arcade cabinets, if you punch them and break them, you'll get money because people put in quarters. It makes sense, yada, yada, yada. So I would just go break them and move on with my day. Come to find out that uh, some of the weapon drops, and I mentioned this, I believe, on last week's show, these cops in black uniforms have tasers, and they are hard as shit. These cops are probably the hardest enemies in the game um, outside of the the fat Goro ninjas. And, And so... These cops, they come up to, they have priority. They try to stun you with a taser. If you knock the taser out of their hand and you pick it up and you don't use it, it's a one-time use item. If you don't use it on a person and you go to the arcade machine and you tase the arcade machine hidden, there's four arcade machines hidden throughout the game. If you tase them, they will each take you to a different Streets of Rage 2 boss fight in the original Streets of Rage graphics. That's freaking awesome. So even if you pick a new character in its new art style, it will transform you back to the old pixelated old style. Old that's, style. that's awesome. I love that. What a nice touch to add in there. And, and actually they picked, I would argue they picked the four best boss battles because they're all the, they're all it's the first one is the first boss. And so you're like, is the kind of a mini boss Jack. So you're like, all right, that's, that's nostalgic because everybody's played this guy. He's level yeah. one. And then they pick the three hardest bosses after that. And and by the way, the fourth and final one is not only the final boss fight of the second game, it's the it's the the mid boss too. You actually get two boss fights in the last oh, one. Oh hell yeah. And if you beat them, if you beat these boss fights, you get a star, which is a special move. So it rewards you. If you don't, if you die just once, it exits you out and you get nothing. Ah, uh, I know. I, I I think it's worth it. It adds – it's a risk-reward. It adds to the uh, – it kind of adds to the value of the game. It adds to the nostalgia factor. And just it just cements why this is the best Streets of Rage game ever made. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that now. 2020's Call of Duty is still happening as planned for now. Yeah, I, nothing really to report on this except for, you know, nobody can stop the fucking Call of Duty machine. Nope, it'll it, it's it's happening. So we'll maybe it'll get delayed. I I wouldn't mind Call of Duty skipping a year. I'm not opposed to it, but who yeah. knows if that's going to actually happen? Yeah, no way. NASCAR Heat Five announced with a 40 car multiplayer on July 10th. If you like left hand turns, my friend, this game is for you. <laughs> yeah, th- th- this uh, I politely pass. If you love driving in circles, this game is also for you. The only reason I have this on the on this list is because I love the NASCAR arcade game as a kid. Um, that was that was a cool one. But also the fact that you can play online with thirty nine other people in a race is pretty baller. We'll we'll see how it holds. So see if you can hold all them people in there. Oh, it can. It used to on like PlayStation Three, so you'll be fine. 
So they got it. Yeah, they got Professional it. skater Jason Dill dropped a bomb. Do you remember Jason Dill from our skating days? I, I don't remember Jason. He Dill. was on, I think, Alien Workshop back when we skated. Um, the o, the OG Alien Workshop. Dude's a fucking master on a skateboard. I believe Jason Dill now has a company called Fucking Awesome. Um, pretty that's, sure. That's an awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that it's like decks and shirts. It's called Fucking Awesome. I'm pretty sure that's Dill. Um. So anyway, there's two stories in this, and they're both nuts. So he came out and did an interview and was very, very, very forthcoming in this interview. He said, yeah, a couple months ago, EA, they shot me an email. They said, hey, we want to do a mobile version of Skate 3. And you know how many people have been clamoring for Skate 4. Like, yeah, definitely. And and so he was like, fuck no, I'm not doing no mobile bullshit version of Skate 3. Make Skate fucking 4. Like, give people what they want. Now, apparently EA is not super hot on that. They'd rather do just the mobile version of Skate 3. So he said, why the fuck would I want to do that when I know Tony Hawk's got another game coming out this year? Oh, shit. You probably let it slip. Uh, it was leaked already. And we talked oh, about it on that? this. We talked about it on this pod, but that's that's a leak from a very very you know not trusted source. This is Jason Dill saying he rented one of his decks to the game. It's happening. Oh hell yeah! So long overdue. I don't know who the fuck has the rights to Tony Hawk right now because Activision doesn't because they lost their rights. So I don't know if he resold the rights to some other company. There's that game Skater XL. That's trying to fill the void. Um, that's actually coming to Switch too. I, I just think it looks really, really, really like anti-gravity. It just doesn't look good. So to get, hopefully we get a Tony Hawk 6 because 5 was just such hot trash. Um, <laughs> or maybe even like a Tony Hawk 2 remake. I would I would appreciate that too. Oh yeah, that's an immediate bit buying for PS4. That, that would be awesome. But yeah, it sounds like we're getting a new Tony Hawk game this year. As long as, you know, it doesn't get delayed from COVID. So a couple bombs dropped there by Jason Dill. You demand. The Switch has passed 56 million units sold. And this is in three years and two months. That is is crazy. And that is as of April 1st. That doesn't even count all the units that they sold in the last month, which is as many as have been on the shelves because Nintendo can't keep up with it because of COVID. So they're even past that. So it's nuts to think. They also came out there in their earnings call and said, yeah, we're barely at the halfway point of the Switch's life cycle, meaning that there's another three to four years left before the Switch gets a successor. So in its first three years, it sold 56. It's got three to four years left. This could be a 100 million seller. We could be talking about PS4 numbers for a Nintendo console, which hasn't happened since the Game Boy or the Wii in 2006. That's huge. And and they're long overdue. I I think it's well deserved. Yeah. So good on good on Nintendo. They uh, are apparently starting to ramp back up the hardware. Software is a different story, but they're starting to ramp back up the hardware production, and they could be putting more switches on the shelves pretty soon. And we got Animal Crossing is at fourteen million copies sold. Yeah, New Horizons is a beast. Um, this game sold gangbusters. I went on my Switch today before the show to see all my friends and how long they've played the game. Um, Frank from Classic Game Junkie, I think I saw him at either 105 or 205 hours. Uh, wow. I think, I think 105. 
Jason Call from Daphne Loves Derby, the band, he's at 100 hours. Uh, my friend Jackie, well, my friend's sister Jackie, she's pregnant. She's over 200 hours. Um, you know, I don't even know what Chris Shriver's at. I'd imagine about 6,000 hours. <laughs> Jesus, God. <laughs> so uh, the game has sold 14 million copies, and that's not even two months old. It came out March 20th. And I mean, I mean, it is like we. I know we've talked about it before that it just happened to come out at a perfect time. So, how about this for for knocking your pants off? The first six weeks of the game, it's at fourteen million copies. So you're talking about a million copies a day for its first couple weeks um, before it slowed down. But you're at fourteen million copies through six weeks. Animal Crossing's New Horizons first six weeks sales are better than any other Animal Crossing game's lifetime sales. That's impressive. Like, wow. holy shit, dude. Holy fucking shit. I, I can't, but I, I, it just has to do with perfect timing. If it didn't happen to come out this time, if it came out in, like, let's say another month or two, I don't think you're going to have these numbers. Well, it was, it was like the first quarantine game. Like... Last of Us is going to be a great quarantine game. Final Fantasy VII's great quarantine game, but it wasn't the first one. Animal Crossing hit what two weeks after the quarantine when people started to get the itch of wanting oh, to go God. outside. Well, well, well. To me, the game boom was Animal Crossing, and I would say Final Fantasy. They were they were two big games that came out. They were like, okay, this is going to you. You could put hours into this. Yeah, Doom Eternal came out too the same day as Animal true, Crossing. True. Yeah, um, and so like. It was it was the first to the party, which is never a bad thing. It's for a console that's selling like crazy and everybody has it. The attach rate is insane. 40% of the, the game's population is women, which is awesome. Like it's it's just a great story of a yeah. game. Um, I'm super psyched that it's doing so well. I put my 25 hours in and I'm done. Like I, I don't I don't see myself going back. Said, for I'm, a while. Good. I'm good for now. I just don't I just I don't have any itch to go back right now. I'm playing a lot of other things and I'm happy with that. But yeah. Nintendo came out and they dropped updated sales figures for all of their top selling games. And it's great to see uh, Ring Fit Adventure past 2 million. And they're actually working on ramping up production for that game now because obviously people want it um, for exercise and stuff. Astral Chain was over a million. Um, you know, Fire Emblem Three Houses over five million, Luigi's Mansion six million, Mario Maker two six million. So like great news stories. Um, Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey seventeen point four one million, like the exact nice. same figure. Uh, so that's great to see, especially for Breath of the Wild. You have Super Smash Brothers almost at twenty million sales. Uh, you Ooh. have Mario Kart Eight Deluxe is at twenty five million copies sold. So there's wow. 50, what, 56 million switches, 26 million of them have Mario Kart Deluxe. That As they should. Like, that's insane. That's almost half. That's that's what, yeah. an, what an attach rate that is. It's I'm, a good game. I'm one, well, it came out in 2013 for the Wii U, so there's that. Uh, but, like, awesome to see that. But I think what I, what I would want to spend a second on is Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield is at 18 million copies sold it is past generation seven it is past generation six it is past generation five and it just now is about to pass generation four it passed generation three too so yeah i feel like pokemon go helped that along too 
No, Pokemon Go helped out Gen 7 more than helped out Gen 8. It, 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 I think that brought back the love of Pokemon a little bit. Like I've seen, I just saw so many people out walking playing Pokemon, and I just thought it brought the like it brought people back. I see. This is where I disagree. Getting a Pokemon game on your television for the first time ever on the console that's selling like gangbusters is what's giving Pokemon new life right now. I mean, I've, I mean, of course, that's that's definitely great. People just, people you know, can't go out and play Pokemon Go, so. Now, I think Pokemon Go has some bullshit now where they do like at home gyms or something, whatever. I'm still over that game. Um, but the Animal Crossing and Pokemon are the top two selling games for Nintendo Switch since COVID started. That's where people are going because they want to sink hours and hours and hours. So they're picking up the the never ending farming game or you know village game and they're picking up the, the big RPG that could take, you know, I've put in my 80 hours. So uh, yeah. it, it's great to see that. I, I love it. It's about to pass Diamond and Pearl. All it would have to do then is pass Gen 2, Gold, Silver, Crystal, and Gen 1, Red and Blue, which it's not going to. It'll never pass Gen 1. It has a chance. It has a chance to pass Gen 2. Um, I don't know. That's going to be tough. Um, it's going to be really tough. COVID's going to have to be around for a while if if that if it's got a chance. I think because it has the expansion pass dropping in June and then another one in November, it's going to get another spike. Well, two more spikes. So it's got that opportunity. It's good to see. Uh, it's great to see that Twitter is losing on this one. You have all these bitches, uh, bitches, all these people bitching about this game on Twitter, <laughs> yet it's got 18 million units sold. It's the you know fastest selling Pokemon game ever. It's it's almost at Gen two. Like that's insane figures for a console that has twenty million less than the 3DS. The 3DS is over seventy something million units sold. So it's just it's good to see that the that the haters are being shut up by by people yeah. by people paying with their their mouths. So it's it's awesome. Yeah, I I, I agree with it. And next up, we got Venture Beat says Mass Effect Trilogy Remaster is in development and might come to Switch after launching on other platforms. I've never played a Mass Effect game. It's a console series I've always wanted to play. I'm excited if it comes to Switch, but I'd be even happier if it comes to Xbox and PS3 or sorry. Yeah, I, I think that the PS4 and, that, and that's where you should play. Yeah, Xbox I, or PlayStation. I would agree with that. I'm I am not for like the Bioshocks and Borderlands on the Switch. I love that yeah. it's available, but I don't think you that's where you should play them. So like a Mass Effect, even though they were on 360 and they could run just fine on the Switch, um, so is Bioshock and Borderlands. So I'm kind of just like, play that on PlayStation or Xbox. Yeah, I agree. Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga is releasing October 20th on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. This is the game they announced a couple of months ago, but really hit hard on Star Wars Day. The other day, yeah. it's all nine movies in one game. That's awesome. I got nothing. Wow. Else. I like the Lego games, so I'm not going to buy it. No, no, like I'm actually kind of interested. I'm sure MRC Tech, uh, Sean, he's probably definitely going to be doing that something on on Twitch or something. I think that'll be pretty cool. Yep. Bungie confirms that Destiny Two will be on both PS5 and Xbox Series X. The game that just doesn't want to die. They're going to just keep yeah. doing Destiny. But it's a good news for people that love Destiny. You're going to get it um, on the new-gen consoles, so you don't have to keep playing your Xbox One or your 
um, PS4, you can upgrade and still feel safe that you will have in the cloud your save data and still be able to enjoy Destiny. Go Bungie and go Destiny. We're going to move into the movie section, my friend, with a review from IGN on Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Tell me now, did you see the score? I did not see the score. I did not see the movie yet. I'm still waiting for the Blu-ray release so I get that. Then I can watch the special features and see what's coming out next. While, next movie. While the DC and well, this is isn't this like the end of the DC animated universe? Well, well, this is just the end of the story that they had been long telling. I think for two or three years now. So it, it's kind of cool to see where all this kind of led to. I know it's. I heard it's this epic battle, and I heard it's it's actually very good. Yeah, it's a 15 movie climax. Like this is yeah. a, this is a long time in the so I guess yeah. they could start a new universe after that's kind of what I was that's what I was gotcha. Thinking. While the DC animated movie universe was never as strong as some of DC's other shared TV universes, at least it's gotten a proper conclusion with Apocalypse War. This film takes full advantage of the fact that it's the final chapter of a 15 movie arc. Its narrative veers into some very surprising and compelling directions, and somehow it manages to pay off loose ends from across the DCU while still chronicling the final battle between the Justice League and Darkseid. The, uh, the abrupt ending is a bit disappointing, but not enough to diminish the impact of what is easily the best DC Universe movie since the Flashpoint Paradox. Wow, 9-0. 8. 8-0. Okay, well, you said best movie, I only gave it an 8. I don't know if I can agree with that. Now, in this DC but. animated movie universe, does that count like the Batman Ninja and stuff like that? Or is that separate? I I'm, I think that was kind of a standalone thing, the ninja thing. Like Killing Joke, that's all separate, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that's in a, in a separate thing, yeah. Okay, good. I, I didn't want to confuse things. Uh, after that, we have Superman, Man of Tomorrow, released a star-studded cast list. Yeah, I, I think this, I think, I guess it's probably the one that's coming out after the Justice League Dark Apocalypse. I mean, I, I buy every single one that comes out. This is going to be no exception. It's good to get it's good to get a little Superman every now and again. Yeah, it's it's releasing this summer, Superman Man of Tomorrow. Uh it's Clark Kent working as an intern for the Daily Planet and learning on the job how to save the city of Metropolis. Darren Chris, who is actually on the new Ryan Murphy uh, Netflix show Hollywood that kind of bombed. He's in it. Zachary Quinto is in it. He was in Heroes. Um, Alexandra yeah, Star Trek. Yep, Alexandra Daddario is in it. She's going to voice know. Lois Lane. We we both love her. So really star-studded cast for this new Superman movie. Yeah, it's already in my Amazon card. Just wait until we get a release date and we get closer. Space Jam Two got a logo and an official title. Yeah, I mean, I still say we never needed this. I think we were okay with just having the MJ one, but. Uh, I think it's like Space yeah. Jam, a new legend or some bullshit. Uh, yeah, oh, no, was, Space Jam, a new legacy. My bad. A new legacy. Yeah, that, that's, you know, just trying to hit him, trying to be like Mike. So, yeah, there's that. I Well, so you in the Jordan versus LeBron camp, you're clearly in the uh, you're in the Jordan camp there. Then. Oh, Jordan's a good hands down. <laughs> that could be there, a debate. There's no, there, there, no, there's no argument. That could be there a debate is. all on its own. I don't know where I fall because I just don't care. So I don't I don't really know. Yeah, uh, you know me. I've been following basketball, love basketball, basically my whole life. And just from what I've seen, grew up watching. It's you know, obviously still watch. I still say MJ's the best. Dude, that logo is pretty unbearable, though. That's that's rough. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, the uh, it's on our Instagram, it's on our Facebook now. So go ahead and follow us on social media if you want to check out the new Space Jam logo. But it's it's rough. A new legacy. That's 
That's rough. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I wasn't even hyped for this movie at all anyway. So nah, it's, we'll, we'll see what it looks like. It's going to, it's probably going to do well because it's LeBron and it's a space jam movie. It's probably going to financially do well, but I could see this one being like a critical flop, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I it'll make money, but reviews suck. Per variety, Paramount Pictures and Hasbro are developing an untitled fourth G.I. Joe movie. Now, is this? Some, are they going to bring back The Rock? Are they going to bring back the whole cast with Marlon Wayans? Or are they just going to start fresh? I would imagine that this will be a starting fresh point. Um, how many of the first in the first three G.I. Joe movies were the Rock? Was The Rock in only one of them, or was he in multiple? I think he was just. A, uh, I think it was just in one. I think it was supposed to. I think he was signed on for two. Did the one. Uh, I know the first one was Channing Tatum. Then the second one, he kind of dies right at the beginning. And then that's when The Rock takes over. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd imagine this is going to be a fresh start. Um, I don't even know what Muscly Man is going to step in. To yeah, I mean, I, I always watched G.I. Joe as a kid. I mean, I'm probably going to watch it. So, per IGN. Per IGN, the untitled seventh film in the ongoing Transformers franchise has landed a new launch date, and that'll be June 24th, 2022. Damn, it's already the seventh one. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's probably uh, the only going to be the second good one. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what cast is going to be coming back because, they, you know, you know Wahlberg. they're flopping. Wahlberg, Shia, like, I, I don't care what they do. I'll see it because I love the Transformers. What's Megan Fox been up to lately? I haven't seen her name in news in, like, two years. I think she actually just released a movie with uh, Josh Dumal. I okay. forget what it's about, but I've never seen a trailer for it. That would have been good a decade ago. That's a good – Yeah, a good, yeah. It's a good pairing. Uh, yeah. Sly Stallone says that a new Demolition Man movie is in the works. He actually went on social media and did, like, an Instagram Live and announced it there. Kind of like – out of nowhere, I watched the video. He's like, yeah, it's coming. It's happening. I was like, damn. Yeah, same, same here. I watched this whole 14 minutes, just kind of get a little behind the scenes. You just kind of give it to your role. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's talks or just development, right? It, you know, it, it's coming. So that's yeah. cool. Uh, what did you think of the first Demolition Man? I loved it. Him and uh, Wesley, they're the best. Yeah, I, I didn't think you would have hated it. I I had love zero that. doubt you're gonna love that movie. Come uh, on, you have like two two <laughs> actors that I actually really love. <laughs> of course, Extraction is getting a sequel, and Chris Hemsworth is even in talks to come back with Joe Russo, who wrote and directed. Yeah, I mean Alex, our buddy Alex Holler, he absolutely loved this movie, and it, it, he's and me and him talked. Was like Greg sounded like it too. It's actually just all hundred percent. You'll you'll love this movie. I'm definitely gonna see it, and I'm sure I'm gonna love it. And We'll see what they do with the second He's like, huh, I wonder what they're going to do for two. Yeah, it's going to just be more shooting, I'd imagine. A lot more shooting. I'm in. In. But you didn't even watch the first one yet. I was like dead set that when I, I had said I was, this, you were going to be like, yeah, I watched it. I thought so. I was, I was in Operation Ozark mode. That's, That's a fair it. point. Fair point. It's on the same streaming service, though, so you'll be fine. That is. New Mutants accidentally showed up for pre-order on Amazon before being taken down. My question to you is, is that a sign that it's coming straight to VOD or was it just an honest mistake? I mean, I, I would be I'd be happy if it did because I would not mind sitting at home in my comfort of my own home to watch the new movies right now. But but the movie's going to suck. You're going to waste time. I, I, I don't care. I'm, I'm here. What am I doing? <laughs> Come get Bioshock. You have no excuse now. You're done Final Fantasy. You know, you know what's funny? I just got uh, the Uncharted collection, so I'm like – 
put that bad boy in. Oh, you're gonna go back. You're gonna go back to yeah, it. I did pick, yeah, I picked it up for fifteen bucks. Why wouldn't I? Because you could have gotten it for free. All right. Anyway, Tom, I like the physical copy. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> just kidding. Tom Cruise wants to make a movie in space, and apparently is like going to. Of course, Tom Cruise wants to make a movie in space. <laughs> yeah, NASA's like on board to take him up and like film scenes from fucking yeah, space. That him and Elon Musk, that they got some kind of agreement. Tom Cruise could do whatever Tom Cruise wants to do, and uh, I'm sure I'll see this movie because he's a great actor. I'd be cool with like him just doing it in a studio. Like you could just fake space a lot cooler. Is it? Yeah. The, is the fact that he's going to be shooting in space really going to make that much of a difference? Yeah, I think so. Because when you're sitting there, because you know it's Tom Cruise and you know he's real, he does his own shit. (laughs) So I'm in. Yeah, no, he he's a he's a he's a great guy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's all you be better say that. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Uh, Bright Two is happening. I remember. um, I think it was last year for our wish list. uh, I said, "Hey, I really want Bright to come back, but as a TV series, like flesh it out." but I'll take this because they're getting rid of David Ayers or whatever his name is, the director of Suicide Squad who did the first one. Because he yeah. just he is just such a bad movie director. But Will Smith is in talks to be back. I think he is back. Well, he did do End of Watch, so you can't say he's a bad director because that was good. But well, I okay, so say, he's one for three. Like, so I'm 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 glad to hear it's getting a second one. But I'm sure Will Smith, the whole gang, will be back. So I'm interested in where they take that storyline because yeah. the first one, I I kind of now you mentioned, I I kind of want to rewatch it. Yeah, I, uh, the first half was good, and then it just it was just such an awful second and third act, like so yeah bad. And I just feel like they just went a direction they didn't need to go, and if they they didn't need to go to like hell or wherever the hell they went down, down. Yeah. There. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if they were just kept it on the streets as like a partner cop movie, like bad boys with aliens, like whatever, I'd have been super in. I'd yeah. Just, super just, in. just, just do bad boys and bright. You're fine. That's it. That's all I'd want to do. Martin Lawrence yeah. is a blue troll. I'm fucking in dude. I'd uh, be in for it. Let's move on to the TV series. Something I've been waiting for your reaction on since this news dropped a couple hours ago. Uh, Disney Plus is developing a new TV series for National Treasure. I'm all for this. They're, you know, they already said yes. It's gonna be two different versions. You're still getting National Treasure three with Nick Cage. That's still happening, which I, I cannot wait. And a new TV series on Disney Plus, just new guys with treasure. I, I love this stuff. I loved history. History was always my favorite subject in school. I, day one watch. So, but whenever we do. And it's, it's going to be a day one watch. You have to wait a week for every episode. That's going to be tough. That's how this nah, rolls dude. Around. I, I mean, the way it is now, it's that's you know, I, it gives me something to look forward to. It's funny. Um, every week, the day we record the show, I put up a post on our social media. Hey, on tonight's podcast, here's a rundown of some things we're going to be talking about. And I waited this week because I was busy this morning, so I couldn't get it out. Luckily, that 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 kind of fell through for me because I could then add this to that post. Um, and I put it on our Instagram, our Facebook and our Twitter, and I put it in our Instagram story. That way a lot more people can interact with it. And, uh, we actually got a comment from M Cassini on it from our story. He said, Sam must be so pumped for this TV series. Uh, of course I am. Mike, he knows my love for Nick Cage is real <laughs> and how much I, I love national treasure one and two. I think they're both perfect films. <laughs> and three, is, three, three, three is still in the works, isn't it? 
Dude, it's dude, it's been in the works for like the last ten years. So I'm just praying it gets released. Yeah, I think National Treasure is gonna be on my short list of movies to watch. I think it finally dropped on Disney Plus. It was on Netflix, so it I could know, have watched it. it no, it is. I, I did get that e- I, I got an email. I was like, Hey, guess what? You can watch the National Treasure. I was like, Hey, I got it on Blu-ray. Back off. <laughs> <laughs> Battlestar Galactica is also getting a reboot series uh for Peacock. I never got into Battlestar Galactica. That was the one that always I just it, it just I missed the ship for that part of the pun. But I mean, hey, it's good to see Peacock getting a new show. They they're gonna need all the support they can get. Sam, I gotta give you a, a, a ten out of ten on that one. Missed the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, my dude. I literally just happened to fly, and I said I'm going with it. But you had the balls to say, "Pardon the pun, my uh, friend." You changed the game. From from jump or whatever it was, the ship, the boat, yeah, whatever. The ship. Oh my god! Like I'm gonna. That was a, that was a power move right there. Real power move. Yeah. Thank you, my friend. Thank Speaking you. of Nick Cage, Nick Cage will play Joe Exotic in a live action Tiger King series that's going to be scripted. Um, I actually have a big problem with this, but I'll, I'll let you give your reaction first. I, I mean, I just don't give a shit about Tiger King. I'm like, yeah, Nick Cage is cool. But it's funny because if I had to pick someone else, I'd be like, all right, maybe like a like a David Spade or or, or um, Theo Vaughn, the comedian. I was like, I think they'd be a way better Joe Exotic than Nick Cage would be. Because Theo Vaughn already has a mullet and David Spade played Joe Dirt. Yep, 100%. <laughs> I, know, right. I know the way you, know the way you think. I know the way you think. They're halfway there. But he, he looks like it. So I thought that this would at least entice you to want to watch Tiger King because it's Nick nah. Cage. Now nah, I, I just dude I, I I just don't care like I just missed the boat on it. So here's why I think it's a bad thing is I think that this show is going to be out of the cultural relevance by the time oh this God, series yeah. is made. Oh my God, yeah. Like it's already we're not seeing the Tiger King memes and stuff like that like we had before. Thank God. Um, you know that stuff is is dying down very, like rapidly. There's always going to be something new around the corner. And I think without like a season two to look forward to, because the story is kind of told, there's not really much more you could do, especially with COVID. You can't go out and film and things like that. This yeah. So so this live action scripted series is going to be delayed. It's not going to be out for a while because of COVID amongst other things. So by the time this show actually hits, no one's going to give a fuck anymore. Yeah, it's going, everyone's going, all right, Nick. Go go do National Treasure three. Thank Hon- you. Honestly, it's going to get a quick pop for episode one because people are like, "Oh, Tiger King," and then by episode two or three, no one's going to give a shit. Unless Nick Cage is phenomenal, which I wouldn't be surprised. Now, Space Force on Netflix drops May 29th. It came out with its first trailer. Did you get a chance to watch it? I I did. The whole cast: Malkovich, Steve Carell. It, it, it looked funny as shit. Yeah, I loved it. It's uh. It's on our Facebook right now. I watched the trailer today and it wasn't as funny as I thought it was going to be, but also I know it's going to be funnier than the trailer. So I'm still in. Yeah. hundred percent. Definitely checking that show out. Yeah. It it didn't like, if I never heard of this show, if we didn't talk about it a month ago when it was announced and if we weren't looking forward to it and I just randomly saw this trailer, I'd probably be like, "Mm, like we'll see. I like Steve yeah. Carell, so maybe I'll watch it type thing. Yeah, just because you see him, it's worth the watch. And so, yeah, for for me now, knowing like, oh, this show is going to be great. Like, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm psyched on it. Uh, let's see. David Harbor teases that Stranger Things four will bring a quote huge reveal about uh, Hopper's backstory. Uh, obviously, we know Hopper is alive. No spoilers there because it's in the fucking trailer for season four. 
Um, yeah. But in an interview, David Ho- or David Hopper, David Harbor said, you know, I won't give it away, but there's these little context clues hidden throughout the first couple seasons, and that's all going to culminate in season four, and you're going to learn a lot about Hopper's backstory. So I'm excited about I mean, that. That's great because he's one of our favorite characters, so anything more you can give us on Hopper, we're in. He, I think, shined in season three when he was trying to be a dad. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, yeah. Like He, sh- he shined in one. He his his fucking when he has the nachos on his belly and the Hawaiian shirt and he's leaning back oh, in the recliner great. to look at them so they don't kiss and like that 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 was ultimate dad play I loved yeah. it it was so good yeah, um, so shout out man. to shout out to David Harbor the Mandalorian season two has actually unveiled a few new directors that have confirmed they'll be taking episodes yeah and, and there were some big names it wasn't just Joe Schmo I can't remember who they were off the top of my head. I, if I say one, I believe it was Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. I think that was him. What did he, he do? He kind of like, I guess, had inspiration with like, uh, I think it was like a lot of explosions with Tarantino. Didn't he do a couple Tarantino movies? I think that sounds right. Yeah. I, I think that's exactly what it was. And I just thought he could bring something a little bit different to The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I dude, it, it could be, any, I don't care what director it's going to be. You know that we're there. It's my favorite thing in Star Wars right now. I'm I'm looking up the um the season two other directors right now because there was another one. Uh, there was another bigger name who said he was going to be doing. Let's see, what, a direct director? Dave Filoni said he was going to oh, be yeah, doing. Oh yeah, I know one. he would be back. Um, but he did he did the first one. I think he did an episode or two in the first season. I can't remember. It's not. Robert Rodriguez is definitely confirmed. I saw that, but like, God damn it. I can't, uh, can't find that other bigger name. There was a really big name. And I'm yeah, like, look at season two. Directors. Pey- Peyton Reed, Robert Rodriguez. Oh yeah. Peyton Reed. That's it. And Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. There you go. Cool. So big ones there. That's a pretty cool story for the Mandalorian season two. And finally in TV, F is for family dropped its first little teaser for season four. Yeah, it's it's on Netflix. It's animated. It's Bill Burr's show. I still find it very funny. I think you're meeting his stepdad being or his real dad being voiced by Jonathan Banks of Breaking Bad. So I'm actually really excited for season four. You get two Breaking Bad characters because Bill Burr was in Breaking Bad. Yeah, that, oh, that he was. Yeah, yeah. That he was. You get Mike so Armentrout and the guy whose truck broke down on the train tracks. Yeah, so it's 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 a it's a little reunion. So I I really can't wait because I I cracked the freak up on this. Show. Well, speaking of waiting, Sam, the way yeah. is the hardest part, and we'll get That's through uh, the two movies that have been delayed due to COVID nineteen. The first one is Spiral, the the Chris Rock Saw movie. That's fine. I don't really care. Yeah, I don't even blink an eye. But the thing that you do care about, my friend, is that uh, John Wick Four has been delayed a year. Yeah, so it's like 2022. Like, I know he has to finish Matrix 4 before he does this. So it's like, okay, when all this comes, it only made sense that we weren't going to make John Wick's date. So, all right, another long year. Well, the the Matrix 4's new date was John Wick's original date. You don't want to have two Keanu movies drop in the same day, so they pushed it back. I'm just surprised that they went with an entire year. I, I mean, hey, I, I think it's a smart move. You don't, you don't want to get uh, you know, get tired of uh, Keanu just yet. Uh, can you though? 
He's Keanu Reeves. I mean, now you're getting the Bill and Ted's coming out. So, you know, it's getting three movies within so, you know, so close to each other. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm okay with it. We're going to have so much TV to watch and I'm, I'm okay till 2022. Sounds good, man. What's your CGC spotlight this week as we start to close out the show? Yeah, spotlight this week. I actually just got this book yesterday. So it's not a Batman book, but it's called Shade the Changing Man, number one. I have it in 9.8 white pages, new stand edition. First appearance of Shade the Changing Man, Rack Shade, came out. It was like June, July, 1977. Steve Ditko cover story and art he did everything so any book that i can get that had steve dicko to do some work on it of course i want to add that to the collection he was kind of big on um different cut like i know his run on steve dicko's it initially ran for eight during like the dc closeout it got canceled even though dicko finished the ninth it actually got published in like another collected edition so you can't find that in single issue but you can in, in the collection but I thought it was cool because he was kind of in Justice League Dark and he was a little bit of the Suicide Squad. So I kind of wanted to just kind of bring that into the, the Justice League Dark family. So there's only 43 nine eights on the census. So it was another reason why I wanted to pick it up. I got it for it for a great deal. So to see that, you know, so little nine eights on the market and mine's newsstand. I'm sure not everyone is newsstand. So I was going to pick that up. 9896 is 5194s. Only 255 blue labels on the census. So, you know, definitely not many graded. So I wanted to pick this book up. We got one story. It's called Escape to Battleground Earth. Rack Shade, a secret agent of the world in the Metazone, a dimension near Earth, has been falsely framed for treason and sentenced to death. But a freak accident teleports him and other meta criminals onto the Earth's plane. There he uses his basically this tech this this V or the V vest or yeah, this vest that basically can like he can create images he has like a force field so it's kind of cool so he's trying to travel to Earth to free his name to find somebody else and his, his former lover eventually comes tracks him to Earth to try to kill him because he slandered her name and I thought it was a, a different story from Steve Ditko that, to get him to do straight he did eight issues all by himself. So I definitely had to pick up Shade, the Changing Man, number one. And as always, we'll have the cover of that book on our Instagram and our Facebook. Uh, When we drop this episode, when we come out with our little description post about the episode, we'll have that photo included in it. Sam always provides us with that photo. So good luck to Sam. I thought this was going to be a two-hour bomb the way we were going. Gaming lasted an hour plus. So I was like, we're going to be here all night. We're getting out of here at an hour thirty-two. I'm kind of yeah. happy about that. No, no. I again, that to me, that's our wheelhouse. I feel like that's like the perfect amount. Get in, tell a nice story, get out of there <laughs> before it's too late, my friends. And we want to thank everybody for hanging around for episode one eighty-five. We hope you're happy, healthy, and safe. We'll see you next week for episode one eighty-six. Now we need a PlayStation State of Play. <laughs>